all conversations and information exchanged during What If Nothing's Wrong podcast with Heidi Haddad, LCSW, are intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please do not confuse this with treatment, therapy, or psychotherapeutic advice or guidance. The information on these podcasts is supplemental and not meant to interfere with the therapeutic work between you and your professional therapist, counselor, or psychiatrist. Please understand that Heidi Haddad does not maintain the role of your psychotherapist, but rather offers an educated, professional perspective from that of a licensed clinical social worker. When your anxiety is crippling and you're stuck inside your head, find your joy, find your joy. When your man won't touch you or you want to have a baby, find your joy, find your joy. When you're walking down the street and you get punched in the face, find your joy, find your joy. When you want to fire a bazooka at your neighbor's barking dog, find your joy, find your joy. Find your joy, find your joy. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> hello there. Didn't see I you. I was scrolling through my Instagram. <laughs> No, I wasn't. I'm not on Instagram. Kidding. No Instagram. I was checking my lipstick. Kidding. 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 Hi, my dear. Hello. How are you? I've got the vid. She's got the the vid. And the symptoms are like what? Little tiny sniffles here and there, correct? Yeah, a little. I can just like feel this almost elusive something underneath the surface saying... You're not quite as well as mm-hmm. you'd like to be. You're not 100%. Not quite as well as you think you are. So stop playing like you are. <laughs> stop acting like everything's a-okay. Get under the covers. Grab a hot water bottle and just... Right. So you... Put a hazmat suit on and just call it a day. <laughs> and, and, and you... Let me just ask you a question. How many... How much money have you spent on tests to finally go, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm positive. Oops, excuse me. Excuse the F word. Right? Because it's like... You're apologizing for your swear? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't want to make you upset because you're sick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just going to treat you like a delicate flower. Thank you. Finally. Luckily, I already had a case (laughs) But here's... I I would say egregious, frustrating part of the process are the rules. What... and, And I, on the one hand, can think right the rules are kind of murky so maybe i can make it up a little bit but i also don't want to be responsible for getting anybody else anything yeah so yeah yeah it's this strange place where i'm counting like well the first time i felt a little something inside of me i what day was that and then that's one two three and then okay so we're at day four day five and that means i can go out do i need Am I contagious? Am I going to give it to someone? Do I just wear a mask? Does it matter? I mean, but also if I wear a mask, but can I go have a meal with someone? La la la. I mean, it's, and then navigating my kid who also has the vid and which is quite possibly which is where, where you I got it. Surprise, it. surprise. And yeah. And it's just, I've spoken to, I have a couple of friends who are doctors and just have exhausted that blessing from them where I'm just like, okay, one more question. Okay. One more right, question. Right. If he <laughs> they're has, just like, I've got to go. <laughs> and just, I just, I can't 
just so they're clear if they ever have mental health questions they're welcome to call me oh, but in the just meantime just come to me yeah they... anytime day or night just call <laughs> which is what i do with them i'm like hi it's me again i love you so much <laughs> you're so pretty yes <laughs> can you tell me one more time how i start the counting and when <laughs> it, it either helps or doesn't help that they are both incredibly generous kind people and so they engage with me they engage they're probably thinking, because they love you and they're thinking ah. again with the Heidi yeah. oh my god like, hey how yeah. are you I know we haven't talked in a while yes I have another medical question <laughs> right <laughs> but you were just calling to see how I'm doing oh no you were calling about a medical question huh what a surprise <laughs> what a shocker <laughs> it's just insane the whole thing's insane yeah. so I'm annoyed it's by insane. the whole thing and I'm ah <sighs> Yeah, I think it's like the worst math problem of right. trying to figure right. out if right. if I if you run got math if you got COVID on a Tuesday, but the train was heading south at seventeen miles an hour, <laughs> and the conductor was not wearing a mask, then that means once you get to St. Louis, <laughs> do you just put a mask on at that point, or the ship has sailed, or do you carry on to another state? Do you jump off and you, hold right, yourself you up in a hotel? Stay. What do you do? Yes. And yes. how fast do you run? 18 miles an hour? <laughs> <laughs> and if there's a wind, <laughs> how long does it take you to get to the hotel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then take another home test. <laughs> but those don't really matter. Or they do, depending on who you ask. So go get a PCR, get a home, get a PCR, get a home, get a PCR, get a and, home, okay, get a PCR. I, Excuse sorry, me I'm for done. sounding, for being dumb, really dumb. What does PCR stand for? Because everybody's like, get a PCR. I'm like, do I look like a medical professional? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't because you can't do the math equation. But I just figured everybody but me knew what PCR stood for. Oh, it's just like a word, like lots of words. Let's see. Something, P is, I don't know, COVID might be the C and R is... PCR stands for polymerase chain reaction. Oh, of course, of course, polymerase chain reaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be polymerase. Just kidding. I have no idea. I don't even know how to say that word. (laughs) Um, But I do know that the other test is just testing for antigens, while the PCR is testing for uncle-gens. That was so bad. It was terrible. So bad. Also, I mean, it just, it goes on and on. Also, they're saying, like, even if you test now and it's still positive and and there's those, what did did I get? I don't even want to get into this. A positive PCR may not necessarily mean, we're talking about my son, he's infectious. The PCR can pick up viral DNA in the nasopharynx for quite some time, even if it's not active. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, you, you, you got it. You know, my thoughts are, uh, and I don't want to say anything controversial, and I feel like it's so easy be to be controversial be these days really around careful. it, is that um, too much, you know, everybody, we're, we're all going to have to get it eventually. Eventually, everybody's going to get it. <laughs> right, which <laughs> is why, like... why so what I was saying, like, that my friend in Colorado who works at a hospital, that they have said, even if you test positive to the doctors, please come in. Even if you test positive with symptoms, symptoms please come in. Come in, but wear a mask. But wear a mask. Well, they wear masks yeah. anyway, right? But yeah. yes, but yeah. wear a mask. So, but yet, 
we should be quarantined for five to 10 days or six to seven or five to seven or five to eight and la, 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 so that's pretty big news. I'm feeling very, um, I don't know, special that I still don't have it, that I still haven't I gotten that it. that way too, even though as of yesterday. Everybody in my family had, had it. Doug got it after we'd slept together, of course, and I just kept sleeping with him because I thought, I'm going to get it anyway, right? I mean, it's too late. That ship has sailed. And yet- I didn't A lot of it. sailing ships. So many sailing ships. Going five knots. So yeah, so I'm feeling special, very special. You are special. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Yep, 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 yep. I, I, I feel like I don't have anything exciting. My, my big news is that, um, that I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I'm happy. You know, here's the thing. The days getting longer profoundly affect my mood. I love it so much. I wake up and I love life because the sun is up and the sun is shining and it stays late, light later. I the, the the effect that that has on my mood is really unbelievable. I love life. It's just like, <laughs> why do I feel so good? Because the sun is shining. That's why you feel good. I never would have made it in Seattle. Wouldn't I couldn't live there. It's, you know, rains all the time. Sunshine, need it, love it. That's my big news. I like it. Yeah. On a not so joyful tone, if you will, besides COVID, is uh. I was thinking about sometimes I I feel over do I want to say that I feel overwhelmed by the depth of sadness that people carry and trauma and guilt and did I say sadness already and uh, loneliness sadness. and fear mm -hmm. and worry and anxiety and all the things that happened to them growing up in their lives that are always underneath the way in which we yeah. engage with people and. Yeah, And while we know that, but then sometimes it just gets, I don't even mean, I'm not even talking about in the work I do. I just mean even like looking at the people or I'm watching a movie and I'm looking at all these people who are hustling and moving and each one of them is got something underneath that. Everybody's carrying something. Yeah. Some sadness or grief or guilt or yeah. Trauma. And do you think that this is just something that we as humans are programmed to be so complicated and deeply rife with all kinds of complicated deal? Or is it just that nobody's, not nobody, people aren't changing the way in which they parent so the cycle keeps going and so many parents aren't raising their kids with learning how to communicate and be transparent and supportive and validating of their feelings and allowing of their feelings. And so, so many people weren't allowed to have their feelings. So then by the time they become adults or they're in their twenties, they're, they're afraid to communicate and say, I don't like my job or I don't like my partner. I don't like this, or this doesn't feel good to me. Instead it's, well, I, this has to be what it is. I have to be in acceptance because I don't deserve any better. Right. Right. I, I, yeah. And I would feel bad if I left or, you know, um, I can't leave because or, well, but wait, but, but don't you think that it might, Heidi, be a function of your job though, because you do spend your days working with people, trying to work out things. Um, because I do, th I think things are changing. I think 
I mean, look at how you parent versus how your parents parent. Yes, some people, look some how- people for sure. I'm not, right. yes, I'm not saying, it, I, like, that's what I said. I didn't say nobody changes, just that in my work, I see families that are still struggling to, that they want to put their kids first, which is different than, right. I mean, so I, don't know. I don't know if our, if our parents, if somebody had asked them in the sixties and seventies, what's most important to you if they would have said, well, the children, even though they, their behavior didn't support that statement, but they might've said it. Maybe. Yeah. They might, they said that they would say the children, but excuse me, I've got a tennis game. Can we get back? Can I talk to you about this later? <laughs> the children and he's- And it's and cocktail he, and hour, he so- ruined everything, we would all be happy. <laughs> yes. Yes. If that piece of shit I married hadn't ruined everything, we'd be happy. <laughs> so maybe, yes, I'm sure the work I do doesn't help. But as you also know, even when I do, there are plenty of beautiful moments that I have. And there are plenty of people that I work with that are, or even when I do the AMAs that are engaging in this really beautiful way, beautiful mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and are thoughtful and practicing and trying to create movement in their lives and taking care of themselves. And, and I hear how even my clients, how not only do I see the work that they're doing, but then I hear how they, they then tell me, well, I said to my friends, blah, 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 you know, and it's all of the stuff that we talk about. And so it's spreading. Yeah, it is spreading. And then, like you know, it's tendrils. Yeah, yeah. I feel like because, you know, thanks to the World Wide Web, I mean, there's so much more access to the, the World Wide Web. There's so much more access to everything, right? I mean, I just think about whether it's meditation or affirmations or therapy or whatever, everybody like, I mean, people know about stuff now. They know that it's accessible. You know, they know that they can do therapy online. They know that they can, you know, I mean, you've got people, you do an AMA and people are interested, you know? Uh, I just think that every things are changing. I think it's harder to be ignorant. It's harder to just turn a blind eye on those things. No? Heidi gave me a like, I don't know if that's the truth. I don't, because because look at the world we live in. I mean, look who, I hate to say, I don't, not getting political, but look who are, look at the laws that are trying to be changed. Look at the, look at Florida, look at Texas, look at Oklahoma, you know? I mean, what's happening in these states where- or even I just read yesterday about a uh, a couple that has a a store in Tiburon. I don't know. Do you know Tiburon? Sounds familiar. In Northern California. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It's in mm-hmm. Marin. It's an upscale, predominantly Caucasian mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple that of color that owned a retail store. And two years ago, I, in during COVID, the police came and asked them for to prove that they had keys to the store it was at night and he saw these and basically in short they have now been awarded $150,000 by the city and an apology and they've instituted the city is working with them to create a um, education right a little some awareness some awareness and appropriateness on the on the part of the that was two years ago so yes there are so it gets harder to be ignorant but yet 
people are still maintaining their right, positions. Right. Yeah. But I think one of the things one of the things that happens is that the news is always going to bring you the bad news. That's that's what, you know, whether it's clickbait or whether it's CNN or whatever news outlet, they're not going to that's what that's their job. And that's what keeps them in business. And I'm not saying that people aren't still ignorant and shitty things aren't still happening. Absolutely. But I just feel that there's, I think that there's an evolutionary shift that's happening that's good. And I'm going to stick with that whether I'm right or wrong. No, I think it is true. I think energetically they say we're moving towards a, or are in a more feminine cycle and that we're shifting towards. Love and compassion and understanding. Yes. But that shift may not happen in our lifetime. And I mean, there is, it is happening. I'm not trying to negate that. I'm sorry if I sound negative. I also, I, I think it just saddens me sometimes when I, when even whether it's an AMA or being in here or myself, when one person, whoever it may be, a therapist or not, validates anything, an experience, a feeling, a thought, and they validate it and it just feels so good. Yeah. And it, and it, and it makes me think of a flower or a plant that just is dying for just a drip, mm-hmm. a taste, mm-hmm. a lick of water mm-hmm. for nourishment. Yeah. And it, that when we get it, we're like, oh, thank you so much for yeah. that. And so when I noticed that with these AMAs, that, for example, and it's not just the AMAs, but even just online when somebody says, I'm struggling with this, and I say, be kind to yourself. I don't just say that, but for example, I'm validating their experience and, and they just, they're so grateful yeah. for that. And I pre and I'm, and I'm so grateful that they're great. I'm happy that they're grateful. And it makes me sad that it, that they don't have it all the time. Yeah. That we, that we don't, don't have it, get yeah. it all yeah. the time. But, he, but and that we live in a world where we have to seek it out like that. We're the, we're the flower. Like <laughs> I need some sunshine. Yeah. I need, but the, yeah. you know, the nice thing, the beautiful thing is that we, the more we do it, the more we, that becomes the norm. You know, I have all these students, which one of the biggest things I do, you know, I have this new creative writing class that I, I guess I'm in halfway through already. And, you know, they all come to me like looking for me to tell them how to do it and make sure they do it right. And, you know, and I say to them, you know, my job is to say yes to you. My job is to just say, yes, I want to write right. Good. I can give you all these rules about what's right and what's wrong. And yet, what I want you to do is own who you are and put that on paper and, you know, and uh, Aha, I've got your secret. So you've got my secret. It's so <laughs> wonderful that I get to give that and hopefully they get to, you know, so I think the more we spread it around, the more we do it, the more it's going to start being the norm. You know, I really do believe that. I really do. So last night on Twitter, I did guilt. Ooh, speaking of speaking of yeah, which, heavy feelings. What part does it play in your life? Is it a constant companion or something you rarely experience? What makes you feel guilty? And how do you deal with it? Do you find guilt to be productive? Or does it sip, simply sap your energy? That's a good one. Well, well, well. I had a life coach who said that guilt is the, is the lowest vibration. She said, you know, and that love and gratitude are the highest. And it made me think about when I was little, 
Oh, geez, it's like a peek into my childhood, like a, like six or seven at night, I would have to have all of my stuffed animals on the bed with me because if I didn't have them all, I would feel bad that one of the stuffed animals would feel left out. Wait, it gets worse. The only it one. Get, no, you're not the only one at all. And then my mom, every night I would get like a little slice of apple. Um, like that was my like bedtime snack. And she would put, give it to me in a napkin and I would save the napkin underneath the cushion of the chair next to my bed because I didn't want to throw the napkin out because I would feel bad that the napkin was getting thrown away. So I had some pretty serious I mean, weird, no, I mean, go talk to me. No, but <laughs> you know what? It's not even, I don't, I'm not even going to say it's weird. I just think it's interesting. I think it's fairly common. I think it's part of the developmental process for kids to feel the, feel bad and guilty for and just and they're trying to work through it. Yeah. I think the thing is having a parent who helps you figure out how to move through it, right? It's okay to you you know that you're you can save that napkin if you feel like it. Yeah. And you can use it again tomorrow if you want and whatever rationale you'd have for or let's start mm -hmm. using cloth napkins so you don't feel like you're wasting the napkin. If that was, we're talking from the environment. Oh no, well, this was way before anybody was thinking anything about the environment. Why do you care? What were you saying? What did you feel bad about the napkin? Well, because I didn't, because the napkin would feel, I felt bad for the napkin to just be tossed away. Like the, like I was personified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't help you with that. <laughs> okay. Huh. Really? The napkin's feelings would exactly. be Exactly. And I couldn't be responsible exactly. for those hurt feelings. I can't just throw, use the napkin for a little bit and then throw it away. That's just not nice. It's not nice. It's mean. <laughs> so we have it. All right. So can we maybe now uh, label that as weird behavior? <laughs> you win. You win. Congratulations. So go, my dear. What you got? What you got? Oof. Here's a good one for next a topic for next AMA. At Heath Stevens five wrote, unless you're a sociopath, everyone lives with guilt to one degree or another. But the form that I live with is unusual. Mine is shame. Mm. Shame for allowing so many people to disrespect me over the years and just sit back and take it. It consumes me on a daily basis. No exaggeration. Jesus. I did not. I just saw that one. So I haven't responded to that. But oh, Heath, I have a theory about shame. Let's hear it, Nelson. I've experienced a lot of shame. And I think that if you've, you have this feeling of shame that was given to you at, at some point for some reason, and then you find different things to attach it to. So I'm guessing that maybe something might have happened. Was it Heath early on that triggered some sort of shame? And that so he, he's stuck in that place. And so he's finding different things to attach the shame to. Because I would guess that that shame that he has is not him, his, that it was given to him. Or theirs. Theirs. Thank you. It's not theirs. Right? That's my theory. Right. I would agree that's, with that. It's, uh, yes, I think that's been written about in books, your interesting theory. <laughs> <laughs> that shame is not created inside. It is gifted to you. Yeah. By, by probably a probably parent by a of parent. some kind. Yep. Um. Thanks for that. I'll have to get back to Heath, but maybe we do shame for another shame AMA. Shame is good. Yeah. Shame is like guilt on stero steroids, right? Right. I mean, I think it's very similar. The The end point is the same, which is stop it, right? The end point from this, from this end, which is how do you 
let go of feeling guilty because it doesn't serve anyone. How do you let go of shame? Because it's not serving you. It's not serving anyone around you. It's not, you're not responsible for anything. It's just, you just feel bad. And you continue to make that choice to feel bad. So how do you change it yourself using mantras, you do practicing, doing different things to get yourself to think about yourself in a different way? Nobody's going to take away your shame except you. Right. Right. Just like nobody can take away your guilt. So it's kind of, even though it may be on steroids, it's still so, but then, the same. What's your, t- what's your tips about that then, Heidi? My tips. What are you, <laughs> my tips. What are your my tips? tips. <laughs> um, so Ornery Old Broad at Ornery Broad wrote, it doesn't, about shame, the, just assume that the responding guilt. to it, it doesn't. I do not, thank you, guilt. I do not inflict guilt upon myself and no one except someone I truly respect can inflict it upon me. It is a useless emotion. Right on, sister friend. I appreciate that, ornery, broad, and, but not the fact that there's an exception to that (laughs) because there's, you're still allowing guilt. Right. They're still experiencing the guilt and to your point, the lowest vibration. So um, at Slab Ram to Slab Ram. Wrote, 12 years of Catholic school. Guilt is intertwined into my (laughs) my existence. At least now in my 40s, I see a bit of a shimmer of hope in how I respond. Is that normal? And I wrote, is it normal to see hope? Yes. Guilt never served anyone. You can admit your guilt, apologize, make amends, and make changes. Holding on to that which you cannot change isn't productive. If there's a need to change your behavior, then learn from your actions and history and make changes. Absolutely. Shannon wrote, thank you. I broke my rose-colored glasses in 2020, but I'm optimistic that I finally repaired them. Hence the hope. (laughs) Thank you very much for your time. I just read that quickly. I was thinking, what is your rose-colored Yeah, I thought she was feeling guilty about those glasses that she broke. (laughs) Yeah, I caught on. I did catch on. (laughs) So did I. I Oh, wait. Um, And then I also wrote, also when we are culturally taught that it's our responsibility to hold shame to no end, it's very difficult to break out of it. But when you do, it's very liberating. Be kind and patient with yourself as you explore these glimmers of hope. Yes, absolutely. I don't, you know, (laughs) Catholicism is, you know, is very uh, infamous for the guilt producing and that, you know, Catholics are always making jokes about that. Jews yeah, also. Jews, I mean, absolutely. Not, but it's so... I think Indians. I think there. I think you, there's it, there's a cultural... If, if your religion is making you feel guilty... Italians? Like, you know, reframe. Reframe. I don't think... If there if I there's mean, a God... So let's not get into the religious if conversation. If there's a God, <laughs> I don't think they or she is like up there like... Wanting you to feel bad. No, I just don't. Right. And I'm not interested in any God that does that. I've been watching this show called uh, Magnolias, Sweet Magnolias or some show like that. And uh-huh. I, I, it's almost like Nutra sweet. It's so sweet. But uh-huh. it's they're all religious. Uh-huh. In, I shouldn't say religious. They're all church going. Uh-huh. And so there's a lot of like, let's bring these blessings in and let's bless it. And I find myself reacting to that. And then I think... That is true, right? It's true. Just a lot, being an acceptance of what is, whether it's because God, a God, mm-hmm. said it, or mm-hmm. because you're just believing that the universe is supporting your journey in life. Yeah. Wherever it comes from or within you, period, let's focus on that, that you be an acceptance and practice being an acceptance of what is and not, and just... You know, be- like me yesterday, thank you for a negative COVID test. <laughs> thank you for a negative COVID test. Mantra. 
that I had going on. You had thank you didn't for a work. negative. Yeah, it did. didn't work. Thank you for a and then when body. you got your positive, thank you for a healthy body. Then when you got your positive COVID test, you were like, "Thank you for a positive COVID test. I accept my positive COVID test." I mean, I wasn't that way, but I do. I do. But you should have been sick, and I want you to feel guilty that you weren't. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you, for God's sake? God, you don't have any gratitude? Jesus. <laughs> All right. So at the Deviant Saint wrote, I've nearly Ooh. let guilt ruin my life twice. Wow. My, decision ba- my decisions based on one past guilt had major consequences for my present. And I said, and now you understand that it didn't serve you or the story wasn't productive and didn't change whatever action you felt bad about. And we keep learning. That's all we can do. Keep moving and learning. Yeah. And Frankie Daniels wrote, very much so. I had to almost lose everything to realize that you can't fix the mistakes of the past by trying to hold on to them. That sometimes you have to let go in order to move forward. Totally true. Agree with that 100%. I won't forgive myself, but I also won't allow it to hold me back. Oh, honey, forgive yourself. I haven't had a chance to respond. I'm just seeing that now. I'll let, I'll let Frankie know it's okay to forgive him. Yeah, yeah. Frankie, I love you. Come on. At Hexfoliation wrote, I experience it every time I read about a tragic cancer death, even though I myself can never be cured. Surgery brought remission, but some survivors guilt. Wow. I know. Oh, Mike. Mike. I wrote, you were meant to be here. Trust that. Oh, nice. You have the option to embrace life and joy in this physical body. Excellent. Make that choice, right? Yeah. Sitting in, somebody shouldn't have been me. Yeah, that's wow. Not a way to keep living when you've been gifted the he- gifted life, right? You yeah. are here. Yeah. Live your life. Be in it. Thank yeah, you. Because Thank you, you. Yeah, you feeling bad about somebody else who's died doesn't serve anybody. You know. But I understand that survivor's guilt exists and it's real, and how painful to be to sit in that all the time. Mm. Yeah. And talk about again going talking about the vibration, just vibrating at a really low frequency, right? And better to turn towards towards the sun. life, towards gratitude, yeah, towards to joy. Yeah, right, right. Find your joy. Find, Find your, joy. your joy. Find your joy. Okay, here's okay. one. Go. At sister Marjorie wrote, I didn't do anything when the openly the only openly gay kid at my junior high was bullied so much that he dropped out of school. It haunts me. I like to think I'm a better person now and I would definitely speak up now, but I still wonder what happened to that kid. That's a hard one. And holding guilt for what you weren't able to do when you were a kid doesn't change the mm. past or serve you in the present. Yeah. All you can do is recognize that you would do it differently today and can teach others to be loving and kind by your words and actions. Yeah. Yeah. And you could, um, you know, Facebook's out there. You could find that kid and go, I think about you. And I wish I had, I wish I had had the wherewithal at that time to, to stick up for you. I agree. That's I a would, good point. I would absolutely do that. Reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell Margaret that. I was at the mall once in you were yeah this was i was the beverly center this was when i was in la doing the play years ago and i've been to the beverly center myself absolutely the bev center and i saw a woman that i knew from high school i'd known her actually probably since maybe kindergarten all through elementary school middle school and she was not a popular girl and not a pretty girl and I already don't like how you're talking about her. No, I know. I'm just, I'm being honest. And I saw her and I, I was know, like, hey. but it's hey. also subjective, isn't it? What? 
isn't pretty subjective? She, not that much in this situation. I have to say that she was not, um, she, that she, that she was not, she had not been whatever. She wasn't a pretty girl. I'm just saying that. Let that, the jury know that I do not agree. <laughs> yes, yes. With how uh, Nancy I, is uh, describing this person. The point is I saw her and I was like, hey, I'll, I'll call her Beth, her, not her real. Hey, Beth, how are you? She's just like, hi. And she kept walking. And I thought to myself, yeah, that's appropriate because I don't think I ever reached out to her. I wasn't kind to her. She was not in. She was just a shy girl off to the side. She lived in my neighborhood. It just uh, broke my heart, broke my heart for her and just the dynamics that are set up in, um, in school about who's good and who's not and who's cool and who's not and who's accepted and who's not. What, what I, love, are you I mean, at? I'm with you a hundred percent. And I love that the whole, the setup for this is that she's not a pretty girl. No, she, uh, yeah, and it is, it was. And let's face it. Look, people are judged that way. People are judged about what they look like. No, but we can choose to do it differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So and I should have done it differently. No, but even now, as we're telling the story, there's like, she's, how she looks is irrelevant to the story, right? In In the end truth right it like how she was treated at school because she was shy she was this she was whatever how whatever what happened i'm wasn't simply about her face no no so it wasn't while yes people are superficial and yes people are judgmental and yes all of that but when it but the truth is that even people who don't look like what you're talking about are people people of all on the spectrum on the, on the spectrum attractive of, scale and again, it's so subjective. I just, I don't think it's fair to say someone's pretty or ugly or whatnot, because there are plenty of people that someone's like, she's gorgeous. And I'm like, eh, that's not my, Yeah, I don't feel that way about the person. Does that make her ugly or him? Just not my flavor, so to speak. And it doesn't matter because and this is based on superficial where we don't know the person. But I guess I'm just simply saying, even when you tell retell the story and you're describing it as she's not pretty you're pushing that same point forward, which is people are superficial, people are judgmental, right? Versus right. like, here's this kid that wasn't very popular. She wasn't, she didn't, didn't seem to have many friends. She was on the sidelines. And but when I, part and of, I, I never reached you, out to her. I am telling you that that was part of the, that was a piece of the puzzle, what she looked like. And I, and whether the, right, wrong, good or bad, that was a piece of the puzzle and it's, and it shouldn't be a piece of the puzzle. And, uh, you know, her reaction to me at the Bev Center was like, said so much about how I was towards her. And I wasn't openly mean to her, but I never reached out. I never made an effort. And I think her time at school was probably, probably hellacious. And, um, you know, I was, I felt, I felt guilty. <laughs> leading us back to guilt so that's all um why don't you reach out to her i actually could i bet you anything she would reject my friend request but i could give it a try okay i don't know i'm not on facebook can you send a message without being friends or no i don't i have no idea <laughs> i don't so, i'm not i have not i'm not friends just send savvy. her a message it used to be that you could send a message regardless of whether you were friends yeah so let us know how that goes i will i will Okay, so where and were don't we? Don't start with even though you weren't very pretty, 
I sh- I could have done this differently. You're so mad at me right now. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm actually not. I'm actually not mad at you. Ooh, I see your the point. Progress we're making, you and I, oh, as a team. Such progress. Such, such progress. progress. All right. I mean, a lot. It's a lot of other people basically said the same thing. I deal with different levels of guilt for different things. This is at spin on its access. I deal with different levels of guilt for different things, but any guilt involving my kids is heavy and long lasting. Always mm. thinking what I should have done instead of seeing the positive things I did do. It's tough. That's true. Mm, that is true. Uh, oh. At OCAMS Combine, I'm sure there's probably a better way to say that, wrote, I have so much overwhelming guilt for how long it took me to learn how to mask and grasp basic social cues on the spectrum. I feel awful for every time someone has probably had to put up with me or friends who had to apologize for me not being able to read a situation slash room. Oh, oh, honey. Because if I was actually smart or gifted or whatever, it wouldn't have taken me so long to not be completely socially inept. <gasps> I did, I'm just reading this now. I will respond to this person, but I will say here, stop that right now. Stop it. Stop you know, it. you cannot help if you're not able to read the room. You cannot help the neurology that's happening up here that's changing the way you're able to engage with the world. Yeah. And... Yeah, yeah, there were going to be some like, uncomfortable situations and all of that. And, and that's if your life. friends and those felt other uncomfortable, people, that's them. Yeah, and they get to learn through it. They get to learn something from it. Like, yeah. Right. Uh, if people feel uncomfortable, you know, tough noogies. You're doing the best you can. You did the best tough you could then. noogies. <laughs> that is a I was gonna term. Say, I was going to say big <laughs> fucking deal, but I decided to be nicer and say Look at you. Cleaning up your language. Uh, cleaning up the Cleaning up your language. potty mouth. <laughs> just saying just saying um so the other thing that i want to say is about all of this is that i found a lot of people dm'd Mm -hmm. with more more people than usual dm'd and talking about all the ways in which they feel guilty a lot of it was a guilt about their families whether it's something they've done with their kids like the one i just read or guilt towards their parents that expectations that their parents have of them and trying to get out from under that and feeling guilty because they don't live up to their parents' expectations. Your job is not to live up to your parents' expectations. Your parents' job is to help you become the best person you can be and let you go and let, yeah. You we don't owe our parents together? anything. Anything that we think we owe them, you give to the next generation. You parent... And you let them go and you say, good luck, sweet pea. And, you know, you want to be there for them, but no. I agree. It's a, and I wrote that to one of the people, just if your parents had better that your parents had held the space for you to explore in a way that worked and that they just did their expectation or hope for you. That expectation is that you were happy yes. and healthy and yes. kind. And then anything, not anything within that, outside of that was you know, just allowing happy and healthy and kind. The fact that you feel any anybody feels thwarted or stifled by a parent's expectations, I say, let it go. Let them; they can have whatever they want, and it's for you to practice saying, "I am enough exactly as I am. I am doing. I am. I am perfect exactly as I am. Period." And just keep. Keep up with that mantra. Yeah. And, and it's nobody else's p- decide. Absolutely. Sorry. Absolutely. Man, whew, 
that just makes my chest contract this idea that parents are standing there with their hands on their hips, you know, waiting for the, your kid to disappoint you like that. I think it's complicated. I know it's not that simple. I know even when we talk about parents with their kids partners, for example, and a parent doesn't isn't a huge fan of the partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, maybe they're right. You know, maybe the parent actually sees something that the kid isn't seeing about the partner, but that kid still needs to go through the process of being in that relationship. Yeah. It gets so dicey. And it's hard to watch. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's hard to watch and your child gets to make the mistakes they're going to make and, and all of that. And also I would argue it's not a mistake, right? Right. They're, they're engaging in these relationships because they're trying to work something out and they're doing what they need to do. They're finding their way and just like all their lessons, Mm finding their way and learning their lessons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In short, I think we've all, we both said this, holding on to your guilt serves no one. It is not productive, productive at all. And guilt just doesn't move the needle forward. So be in acceptance Say you can learn and own whatever happens. You can feel bad about how you treated that person in school and own it and reach out to her and not to be her friend, but just to say, I'm sorry that I did it that way. Not with any expectation that she's going to be so grateful for your apology right, or right. suddenly be your friend, yeah, yeah. but just simply say, I recognize that I didn't handle, that I that I would do it differently today. And I'm sorry I wasn't able to do it differently then. Because that's also true. You're doing yeah. the best that you can at any given moment and not and not, you're not capable of doing something yeah. better. Right. So it's when that, you use hindsight, is always twenty twenty. You look back and you have perfect vision about how it could have, should have gone, but in the moment, where, when, but there is no should. There is no should because you cannot. You even if you say, "Oh, I should have treated her nicely," you weren't able to because oh, you didn't exactly, have exactly. the capability to see it at like that at that time. Absolutely. Same with someone who's being racist or anything like that. They don't have the ability at that moment to be, I was thinking about the couple in Tiburon, to be, to show up in any other way until they see the light and recognize yeah. that their behavior is terrible. And then they can go and own any ways in which they were terrible, but that doesn't mean that they deserve forgiveness for right. it or for, right. for exactly. the, from these other people, but they can forgive themselves for not knowing any better. And then- move forward differently. Right, right. But that's why I said hindsight is twenty twenty. Oh, hind. I didn't hindsight. hear you say hindsight. Yes. That's why you say could have, should have. When you're looking back, you see it with perfect vision. But when you're in it, you didn't see it. You couldn't see it. That's all. I'm just reiterating what you said. It's just getting like redundant. Like you like to do. <laughs> just kidding. What, else, what do you got? What you got? You got something else? Let's move I off of this guilt. I do have something else. I have some celebrity, like some stuff is going down. Really? With Johnny Depp. Live. You can live stream on YouTube Johnny Depp with his anti-defamation trial with his ex-wife were they actually married amber something or other i don't know how of course how it ended up in my uh in you know on my whatever how i ended up sucked into that but there you have johnny depp talking like this very slowly with a lot of jewelry ponytail back Two earrings that don't match. 
always talking <laughs> about misheard. He never says Amber heard, misheard. And I, it's fascinating. It is a train wreck that Why? I cannot. Well, because first of all, he manages to talk. I, I mean, I keep waiting for him to say something interesting. Um, I, I have to say that I don't know if I, you know, I never struck Miss Heard and she threw the TV remote at me or a wine glass at me. And that was what I got yesterday. And then today when I was looking at it, cause I wanted to share it, he, it, he was being, I don't, first of all, he was just, the first question is, why are you here today, Mr. Heard? Wait, and it went on and on. He and, was Mr. the Mr. victim Mr. of domestic violence. Yes. Oh. Yes. It's an, an anti, he's on, he is he's suing her suing for her. anti-defamation. Right, right, Because right. this whole thing ended up, he, he went was, from, yeah. he went Sorry, from being, you know, Johnny Depp that everybody loves because of whatever to this monster uh, who was being, you know, who was drunkenly attacking her and yelling at her. And because some video, she posted a video that she was taking of him when he was ranting. Wait, that's the opposite of what I just said. I this thought, is way back when. This is but I why the whole that, thing is that he is the victim of domestic violence. Yes. So then, how does that video support that? It doesn't. That's what. Okay. That's I why be he's quiet and listen to the rest of the story. Okay, kind of. <laughs> Five years ago, it might have been six years ago. Now, it the whole thing came out that from Amber Heard, a video that she took on her cell phone of him ranting and yelling and then I don't listen to me I don't know the whole story but I do know that fast forward six years there's a trial and it's an anti-defamation trial he is suing her because of defamation of character and saying that what she said about him was untrue that he was never violent with her he's never hit a woman he would never hit a woman and it's being it's being streamed live on YouTube. But I feel I still feel like I'm still confused by how you're presenting this. I'm sorry. I'm reading the the there's a let me just say this and tell me where this stands with you. I read somebody wrote more than six years ago, Amber Heard taunted Johnny Depp to tell the world and the jury that he was the victim of domestic violence and see who will believe him. Today she gets to sit there and watch him do exactly that. Justice for Johnny hashtag justice for Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp being abused as a child by his mother the same way he was abused later on by Amber Heard is absolutely heartbreaking my heart. This man went through so much in his life, he doesn't deserve this. And then someone else wrote, Amber Heard's lawyers just made Johnny Depp listen to a recording of himself expressing the desire to self-harm. This was the point she drove him to, and he's reliving it all now. He deserves so much better. Hold him in your heart today with all those who have suffered abuse. But So you keep talking about how he was abusive to her. That is how, that is what she told the world. And that is why she, that, um, but now it turns out that she was abusive to him. Maybe, maybe, maybe she was. I don't know. The trial is happening now. And the most recent thing that they, that I was seeing today was him talking about his dad punching him in the face. And, you know, so I, I guess he grew up with physical violence from both his mom and his dad. And, um, so it's all I'm saying, fascinating. And the fact that sad. we, it's really sad. It's sad on both sides. Um, 
<sighs> so whether I don't know what Amber Heard did, I don't know what Johnny Depp did. I don't know, but what? Well, can you get to the bottom of it? The bottom. Of, I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. So that's what I'm going to be doing is just not doing nothing but watching the trial streaming live. Well, since I'm home with the vid, I can do it too. So yeah, it's fascinating because uh, he's trying to clear his name, and he's was talking about how you know suddenly he said I went from you know I'm a public figure I'm totally paraphrasing, but I went from being somebody that people liked and trusted to a pariah. And my kids at the time were 12 and 15 and going to school and hearing that their dad was violent and their dad was not a good person. And I couldn't, I cannot have my children believing that. And also people that I was friends with who, who over the years had come to me for advice about similar situations and I would give them my advice and hopefully be helpful to them. And then here we are, suddenly anything that I've said has no value because I'm just a liar and a violent person. Again, paraphrasing. So it was absolutely fascinating. And the um, topic of abuse is a heavy one. And also it's, it, well, it's heavy for uh, for so many reasons, but one of them is the proof, right? That one, there are people that claim abuse or domestic violence when it's not true. And there are people that claim it and it can't be proved and they don't get the help that they need or they don't get safe. They don't, they can't, they aren't safe from their abuser. It's just, there's, it's complicated and terrible. All it the same is, time. it yeah. is. I actually had a friend who, um, whose wife a man and his wife was violent with him and she would yell at him and like and hit him and like he never hit her back but he also didn't call the police because he was a man and he had all this shame about you know what i mean so it's it is really complicated and really yeah. sad and scary and um and, you know, either side of it, whether you're the abuser or the, the abusee, I don't know if abusee is a word, but, you know, abuse doesn't happen in a vacuum. Victim is the word. we. Thank you. Thank you. If you're the abuser or the victim, then the abuser, I'm guessing, grew up with abuse. That's learned behavior. Um, and that doesn't excuse it. That doesn't mean it's okay that they're doing it. Um, but the abuser needs help because that's not any, uh, it's not a way to solve any problems. So anyway, it's all being played out live on YouTube and people are commenting, you know, right. it's wild. Sad. It's makes, it's sad. It's really sad. And yeah. I just want to take, I don't know. It's interesting because at first I wasn't believing him at all. You know, and I think that that's a certain amount of sexism that I'm assuming that the woman's the victim and the male is the perpetrator. And so it was interesting to watch my my own assumptions um, around it. And shift. And sh shift. I haven't shifted completely. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting to see, you know. Like you're watching Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see who's going to make it off the island. 
my money's on. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. know. It's interesting at. to see how dubious I am, right? It's interesting. But also, it's like you're watching some a court. Uh, you're watching a court case live, and you're watching. And in my experience, even for the work I do, where I'm working with families who are in the court system, people lie. Exactly. People totally lie. And then you have these lawyers who are prepping you to speak a certain way and look a certain way and present a certain way. And and even though you're, I swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me. What? I mean, so people still lie. Absolutely. People still totally lie. Absolutely. And, and I'm not saying Johnny or Amber, I don't know anything about anything. I don't anything, either. But just, I don't know. But that's the point. Like we don't, just like, like when we see a headline about anybody, which is why I'm always like, who knows to you, you know, like, how do you really know what the deal is? Cause we don't know. We, we don't, don't really know. know what's happening. No, we don't. What? We don't. So, you know, what, like what, who was our, who were we talking about? Like Kanye and Kanye Kim? And Kim. I mean, all we can do is we can address what is being put out online and he makes this video and we could go that route, but we don't really know. Or even with the Chris and, all we know is what happened in that moment, but do we know what led up to right, um, right. Will standing up? And I've been seeing headline things in stupid, uh, not stupid, yeah. but uh, right. The latest is pop press or something, you know, just that there might be getting a divorce and she doesn't, even though she might, there might've been a glimmer of a smile when he went up and slapped, but now she's, uh, yeah, la, 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 la. it's just garbage. In my opinion, it's just noise. It's just noise. It is. There's no heart-centeredness in that. And then also the amount of fear that people have as a result of how to navigate the court system. Well, if I say this, then maybe they're going to get me for this, even if you're being honest. Yeah. You know, how do I, or if I engage with my kids this way, or if I do this outside the court and then somebody finds out, not in a bad thing way either, even in a, but how can be, how it can be misconstrued and how do I, how do I get through this? It's just terrible. I know. It's, it's, and yet. I'm fascinated. Go I'm right. fascinated. And yet I got to go because I got to go watch. <laughs> so, so uh, thanks for listening. Rate, review, and subscribe. Let me, you know. Uh, let me do some. <laughs> I was going to say, let me know how you feel. Are you on team Johnny or team Amber? <laughs> oh, and uh, don't feel guilty. And but if you do feel guilty, don't feel guilty about feeling guilty. That's what I will say. Oh my God! Wait, we can't end on that. So if you do feel guilty, practice saying, "I am enough exactly as I am. I cannot change the past. I can only change the present." Excellent. And the way that I'm seeing it. There you go. Thank you for today. Signing off on Friday, April twenty second. And what if nothing's wrong? What if? everything and what if nothing is wrong <laughs> bye bye Yeah.